The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. This episode of the Stock Insiders podcast with me, Oriel Morrison, is sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, a leading Australian corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Focused on your vision, Barclay Pierce specialises in making it a successful reality. Hello and welcome to Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. Now, we're lucky enough to have with us once more on Stock Insiders, Ting Fong from Airtasker. Now, for those of you who don't know Airtasker, I don't know whether there's many people out there who don't, but for those who don't, it is a platform that you can use as an individual or even a business to advertise that you've got a job essentially that needs doing. Tim, great to have you back with us. I don't don't know if there is anyone out there who hasn't heard of Airtasker. <laughs> there might be one or two, but welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, we're hearing that you're going on searches for things like Starburst lollies and and getting people to stand in line for passports. You're doing some pretty sort of out there stuff at the moment. For sure. I think uh, Airtask is, you know, uh, being used in really, really creative ways and really inspired ways, actually. Uh, We... We've seen people a lot when there are shortages of certain food types or foods going out of commission, whether it's, you know, Starburst uh, in Australia or in the US, uh, it was Choco Tacos uh, that were going out of um, that were going out of range. Uh, people are using Airtasker to, to post a job to run around and make sure that they can stock up on these kinds of um, on stacks. So, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool watching people in the community figure out smart ways to use Airtasker to get something done. What are Choco Tacos? Oh, it's like this um, uh, taco. Um, it's like a taco filled with ice cream and covered in chocolate. Um, it's like a, an American favorite, I think. So in Australia, we don't have it, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> it does sound delicious. Oh, no, I was going to say, I've never heard of it before, but now you say it's not, um, it's not in Australia. That's probably, probably why. So it's interesting, isn't it? Because these sort of, you know, really creative ways, as you pointed out, the people are using Airtasker for... Uh, it's sort of changing, right? Because last time we spoke, what, six months ago, we were still sort of, you know, we weren't out of the pandemic yet. And, you know, we really are, borders have opened up, people are travelling, we don't need tests quite as much, all of those sorts of things are really happening now. So what are the sort of things that have changed for you guys in terms of what we're seeing out there post the, the you know, being right in the middle of, of the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I think that Airtasker, you know, it's really um, become more um, apparent how much of like a community focus and a community marketplace focus we have versus some of the um, more like agency type models that are in like food delivery or ride sharing, where those are the platforms that sort of determine how you're going to use the platform. Here's the price. Here's what we're going to do for you. Whereas Airtasker is very much a community where it's up to our customers to, um, to create the task and um, define the problem that needs to be solved. And it's up to the taskers to um, to find a solution and and pitch how they're going to get that job done. And I think one of the things that we um, we see through this is that we're really empowering people to come up with creative ways to use our, our platform. So you know, before COVID, it was people using Airtasker for things primarily like domestic cleaning. Um, that of course um, you know went down during lockdowns and, and bounced back quickly um, out of lockdowns. We saw more people using Airtasker for home IT services because many more people are now working from home versus working um, in an office. And so it's really up to the community to figure out how to use um, our platform and 
that's why it's so awesome because we get to watch how creative and inspired people are. You know, one of the biggest changes that we've had certainly over the last six months has been higher interest rates, higher cost of living. Um, there are some, certainly there's a portion of the population that's really feeling the pain of, of those higher prices, you know, whether it's putting fuel in the car or buying a lettuce, you know, uh, uh, we, we've seen sort of uh, uh, inflation across the board. What sort of impact has that had on business? Are you tending to find that there is more people coming out there looking to supplement their in- income as a result of that? Well, it's so interesting, isn't it? I think um, over the prior uh, two years or so, um, we've definitely seen um, you know a nationwide labour shortage uh, in Australia. We saw 600,000 people um, who are temporary visa holders leaving the country. We saw international students halve in Australia. And um, the impact of that was that there, there's been you know, a severe uh, labour shortage. And we felt that in terms of supply pressure increasing on air taskers. So demand is growing faster than the number of workers um, that we have um, who are able to, to, to offer to do that work. As a result, we've seen that um, wages on Airtasker have gone up, and that's been a good thing because um, with the additional costs of living and, and, and um, inflation going up, people are looking for ways to be able to earn extra money, and Airtasker has presented a way for them to earn extra money, but also to be able to earn additional wages whilst we're going through this um, labour shortage period. Um, we actually have a a statistic um, that we share called the um, called the Airtasker Wage Price Index, um, which sort of tracks you know how much people are earning uh, as time goes on, and we've actually seen about a fifty percent increase in earnings on Airtasker uh, over the past three years. So um, wow. there's definitely been uh, an increase there. Um, I would say coming you know looking forward, um, there's a couple of different impacts. I think first of all, it's going to be a really good thing I think for Australia. Um, to have more immigration and, and more supply of workers uh, coming into the market. Um, we generally see that that's going to um, increase uh, job completions. It's going to result in better quality work and it's going to uh, result in more jobs getting done. So that's definitely um, a positive uh, thing for us. I, I suppose one thing to think about is, you know, does consumer confidence have an impact on, on the marketplace? In other words, when uh, interest rates go up and people get a little bit more gun shy about spending money, um, will that have an impact on different sort of um, uh, different sort of spending patterns? And on Airtasker, what we're seeing that's quite interesting is that most of the jobs on Airtasker, about seventy percent of them, are essential services. So we don't think that's going to have too much of an impact on on our marketplace. You know, it, it's interesting because it's not just the rise in cost of living; it's also what's what's happening. You know, sort of in the markets. And if you're an investor, you will have been watching this particularly closely, especially in in recent times. You know, you get an economic print, whether it's inflation or GDP or whatever it is, and the market swings uh, wildly mm. way, mm. depending on, on which one it is. You're you're sort of smack bang in the middle of this, of course, Tim, with with Airtasker not not just being on the markets, but also being in the tech sector in the markets. Um, Obviously, you, you're not a trader you, yourself. You're not a professional stockbroker or anything like that. But what are your thoughts on being involved, like being smack bang in the middle of the sell-off that we're seeing in, in, the, in the markets? Yeah, I think it's been very interesting because um, markets tend to be um, pretty indiscriminate when it comes to sort of applying, you know, um, a news headline that says that inflation is going up and therefore interest rates are going up. Um, what we've seen from the market is that people have been pretty indiscriminately selling down um, technology stocks and growth-based uh, stocks that are pre-profit. And so, you know, we've certainly been caught up um, in that. Um, in, in that. 
Um, but I think that, um, you know, from a, from a business like operations perspective, you can't, first of all, it's not very helpful to look at um, the share price every day, whether it's going well or whether it's not going well. It's not helpful in either of those two directions. And the main thing that you can do is to, um, to really just focus on the fundamentals of the business and how you're adapting to the actual um, situation, which is what we um, spoke about uh, just before. You know, the, the markets going down is because of inflation and that will have an impact on, on actual operational aspects of the business too. So you've got to worry about those, not so much about the, the share price stuff. I think, um, you know, depending on which way you look at it, I think there was definitely some exuberance in 2020, 2021 um, in terms of growth and tech stocks and, you know, how they were valued, probably a little bit over exuberant and where it is now, I think it's probably a little bit overly pessimistic. So I think there's lots of, lots of upside to be had over the next couple of years. If you can, you know, uh, look at the company's fundamentals and if you believe in the, the long-term value that those companies are, are creating uh, for the community and for their customers, then I think, you know, um, those are definitely buying opportunities. Now, let's talk about your operations at the moment and, and start off here where we are in Australia. Your Australian operations are now profitable. Congratulations. That's wonderful. You're pushing into new market segments. Um, talk to us about Australia. So um, our Australian marketplace is, um, you know, still represents a very, very large portion of, of Airtasker's business, about, you know, 95% of our um, gross marketplace volume, like our total transaction value going through our marketplaces in Australia. Um, as a result of that, we call our Australian marketplace in the scaling um, phase. And during this scaling phase, we're really um, leveraging the network effects that we've built um, to build a you know, profitable and, and sustainable um, business. So in Australia, as, as mentioned, you know, we, we um, were profitable. That was uh, really good. Had a positive EBITDA of about $19 million. And that um, covers most of the head office costs of running um, our entire global uh, operation. Um, so Australia is really in that stage where we're, we're leveraging um, what we've built and we're starting to move up into higher and higher value segments. So where we started on Airtasker was very much in these sort of everyday type jobs, whether it's cleaning or gardening and things like that. Um, but more recently, we acquired a company called OneFlare, um, which moves us up into um, higher value trade segments. So things like professional uh, plumbers and electricians, um, et cetera. And we're looking to bring that into the Airtasker marketplace too and, and leverage all of those hundreds of thousands of customers that we have every single month um, engaging with our platform. Uh, so Tim, tell us about the OneFlare acquisition and how that integration is going. So uh, we uh, acquired uh, OneFlare back in May of this year, and there were three main reasons that we buy um, that we decided to acquire this company. Uh, the first that is that we can strengthen network effects. So just bringing two marketplaces together is really really powerful. Um, it's kind of like having two nightclubs, and then bringing those two nightclubs together to have like one uh, enormous nightclub kind of makes the party better. So strengthening network effects is uh, was the first reason. The second was to move up into the high value trade segment. So Airtasker really started out in everyday jobs and OneFlare allows us to move up into professional trades and professional uh, services. And then the third was that there um, you know, are a ton of synergies to be had from operating one marketplace platform um, instead, of, instead of two. So um, OneFlare has gone really well. Um, the acquisition was completed successfully. And we had about 70 new people starting with Airtasker overnight. So that's definitely been fun to to meet new people and bring them into the Airtasker family. 
um, and um, we're working through an integration uh, plan and that's tracking um, ahead of expectations, which is great. That's wonderful. That's a, a very, very positive. Now, this is Australia. So you've obviously, you aren't in other markets, um, including the UK and the US. Less mature, of course, is the US. You've been in the UK for, for a little bit longer. How are these two markets going for you? Going really, really well. So um, in the we, we describe the different marketplaces in terms of different stages that they're in. So um, in the US, that's our, um, our most junior market. Um, we call that in the zero to one phase. During the zero to one phase, we're just focused on building up a steady supply of job opportunities uh, for our, our community. And so we focus on um, posted tasks is the, the key metric. Um, that was up about 49% quarter on quarter, which I think was a which is a pretty uh, good result in that um, early stage of the marketplace. Uh, in the UK, we're in the second phase. We call this the one to 100 phase. Um, we've built up a really uh, engaged base of taskers and, and customers, um, and we're really balancing um, supply and demand to grow the marketplace. And we were up about 104% uh, on the previous year, so roughly doubling uh, year on year in the UK, um, and reached a, a run rate of a little over $9 million a year. So I think that's really exciting. It's really starting to come on, and it's um, going to be meaningful contribution to Airtasker uh, next year. So those are our two marketplaces uh, overseas, the UK uh, and the US. Focused on both of those, but it's it's interesting because you know, we're always, it always feels like we're building a startup. You know, we've always got something um, that's going on in those early stages where we've got to be hustling and having that startup culture, as well as looking after our bigger marketplaces like in Australia. So what's next then? If you talk, we're talking about geographic expansion, what's next? So I think, um, you know, some of the things that we've considered um, is that um, we have a technology platform and, uh, and you know, um, we want to leverage that technology as we go into new markets and, and new countries. Um, so one of the things that we built into our um, technology platform is, of course, um, the ability to go to um, different countries where the, the payment systems are similar to Australia. The search engines are similar uh, to uh, Australia and also the language is similar to Australia. So I think that would be the next horizon for us, looking at countries which are English speaking, um, typically use Google and, and, and similar kinds of um, software and search engines um, as Australia, and also have similar kinds of payment infrastructure. So for example, if you think about countries like China, India, um, and, and South America, some of those uh, countries have completely different kinds of payment infrastructure. So we'd be looking more at things like New Zealand, Canada, um, and Western Europe. But it is worthwhile calling out that we are in a um, you know, a recession at the moment, I think there is a tightening of investment and we've got to balance out, you know, how aggressive we are with expansion um, with um, with, the, with the current market sentiment as well. Well, will you be doing any capital raises, Tim, in, in the near future? So we have been, uh, we're in the really fortunate position now that, you know, we're profitable um, in our Australian market. We've got positive uh, EBITDA and we're well capitalized. We've got about $31.8 million uh, on the balance sheet. So we certainly don't need to be um, raising capital and right now, um, you know, and of course, it depends on, on what your perspective on, on the future is. Um, but we would say that, um, you know, we're pretty undervalued at the moment. And so we would perceive that the cost of capital uh, is pretty high. And so we've positioned ourselves so that we absolutely don't need to raise money uh, for the foreseeable future. Okay. All right, Tim. So in terms of announcements, what can we expect over the next sort of 12 to 18 months? What should we be watching out for? Oh, look, we've got our uh, we've got our heads down and focused on um, on our strategy, which is in Australia, 
working on uh, leveraging network effects and building out Airtasker Pro, uh, which is the um, how we're going to move into the, the high value trade segment. And then in the US and the UK, we're just absolutely keeping our, our heads down and focused on, on growing those countries and balancing our growth and, and profitability uh, as we go. Okay. Well, Tim, really uh, look forward to watching you grow once again. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Thanks so much for having me. And that's all we have time for, for this edition of Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison, for all of our listeners today. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll catch you next time.